Hi, and welcome to The Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd, and I am The Lonely Triathlete, coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Canada. <laughs> well, I don't know where that came from. I'm tired, people. I swim alone. I bike alone. I run alone. But by listening to my podcast, I feel a little less lonely, and I hope you do too. So this is a race recap update. Um, I'm assuming some of you are interested. It's been a six-month journey to get to where I am. Today is Saturday, July the 8th, and I went down to Bellingham, Washington, United States of America, to the Lake Whatcom Triathlon and uh, tried to see what I could do. Now, in terms of context, for those of you that are just tuning in now, I lost four months of training because last September, after my last race in Vancouver, a week after that race, I squatted down to pet a dog and my back, there was a it feels like a nerve problem in my discs and I was like, I was disabled for two, three days. I could walk an inch at a time. It was terrible. Took me about three weeks to recover. I started to do some slow runs, some slow bikes, and then I poured scalding hot water on my toe, burnt the top half of my foot. It was awful. And that took two weeks to recover. And then I went on vacation for six weeks to Costa Rica, which I, where, where I did no training whatsoever. And, uh, and then I got COVID in December of last year. And it wasn't until January, around the first week of January of this year, that I felt like I could start training again. So I thought, hmm, I wonder, I've lost four months of training on an average of five to six hours of training a week. What if I did seven to eight hours of training a week starting in January? Could I somehow make up for all those months of lost training? And my first race of the year was in Washington near Bellingham, Lake Whatcom Triathlon, which was today. And I was aiming towards that. And I, my training was going incredibly well until about five weeks ago, maybe five, six weeks ago. My, that, that nerve in my disc, that nerve in my back flared up again after my first swim session of the year. Yeah, five weeks ago, first swim session. And I was set back another week or two weeks I slowly got my running together. I slowly got my biking together. I slowly did four swims and no pain, no pain, no pain. Now, why wasn't I swimming? Well, I can't swim indoors because my spouse has long COVID. If anyone knows anything about this, it is unbelievably terrible. It is unbelievably underreported. They, they suspect 10 to maybe 20% of people that get COVID develop forms of long COVID. Well, she got like just the worst um, form of long COVID. She's been 
practically debilitated for seven months, brain fog, terrible fatigue, lost control of the muscles in her throat, can, could, like, had no voice for months, couldn't swallow, or could swallow, but would like choke on a grain of rice. Um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm missing things, but she's just had the most awful, awful experience and so she has to make sure that she doesn't get a cold, she doesn't get the flu, she doesn't get COVID again. So I, to support her, was not going in indoor spaces where I couldn't mask up so that I couldn't swim inside. So, you know, long story short, I was only able to start swimming once the outdoor pools opened up uh, a month ago. And so I have had had very little swimming in my, in my training. But you know what? It is what it is. So I thought for the race coming up today, my primary objective was not to re-injure my back. So in order to do that, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to take a, a slower swim, like a 7 out of 10 effort level instead of an 8 out of 10 effort level. And be very conscious of my body, conscious of my spine. I did not want to wreck my back. So that was my um, intention going in today. And then my transitions, the intention was to slow them down. I didn't want to like bend over to pull my shoes on or bend over. So I sat down to do all the stuff I had to do. And I realized, okay, a slower swim. I'm not the fastest swimmer either. So the slower, sl slower swim slower transitions my only hope of doing well would be having a fast bike and a fast run and if i was feeling okay i would do that so i decided that's how i'm going to do it and how did it all pan out well people for those of you that are listening and listening to my little thoughts as i've been training this year you will be surprised to hear that I took third place again in my category. I can hardly believe it. Considering all that has gone on, I can hardly believe how this all panned out. Um, so true to my word, I swam purposefully slower, but at the end of the day, my swim this year versus last year was two seconds slower. That just doesn't make sense to me. I swam purposefully slower and it was essentially the same speed as last year. So there, I need to do some thinking about that. Like, how did that work? Like, I, I don't, how can I swim four times this year and then race as well as I did last year with months and months and months of swimming? That requires some thought and some analysis. So it turns out that my swim was the same as it was last year. My transitions were going to be slower, right? But it turns out my first transition in T1 was 20 seconds faster than last year. Again, I don't get it. I'm going to have to think about what did I do this year that was so that was so good. It was like a what did I do like a 2 minute and 24 second transition this year. And I did a 2 minute and 46 second transition last year. So I had a better transition somehow. And then I hammered on the bike. I 
feel like I killed it on the bike. I was at an 8.5 to a 9 out of 10. I was giving her. And weirdly, I was about a minute 50 slower than last year. So there's something there's something there. We'll get to that in a second. And then um, I transitioned into the run. And the run, this run is so hard. Oh, so much elevation change. Oh, my back was starting to feel sore. I got a little nervous about 70% through the run. My low back was getting sore. But I was analyzing it and thinking, it's not in my disc. It's not in my spine. It's just in the muscles because of running downhill mostly. So I thought, you know, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to keep pushing hard. So I I pushed a very consistent Probably eight of the ten, eight and a half of the ten, the whole race. Pushed and pushed and pushed. And turns out I raced, I ran again about a minute 50 slower than last year. Even though I felt like I biked faster and I felt like I ran about the same. So at the end of the day, my, my race time was three minutes and 22 seconds slower than last year. And I still managed to take third spot it was hilarious i was standing with two buddies that i was racing with and they were like oh are you gonna podium again are you gonna podium again i go guys guys it's not gonna happen this year last year was a miracle this year just given what i've been through not gonna happen and then they said olympic distance males 55 to 59 in third place todd Sauter. and man we went nuts that was crazy so crazy, so rewarding and fun. But here's three things that I learned from this race. One is racing hurts. Oh, I'm just sitting here in a world of pain. My back, my legs, my calves, my neck. Just holding my neck up that long on the bike. Oh, racing hurts. Two, you really can't predict your placing. It, it depends upon... How many, who shows up in your category, how fast they are. Um, a little side note, I was 15 seconds of the second place. Now, I don't feel like I deserved where I ended up. I was three minutes, over three minutes slower than last year. But somehow, just based on the people that showed up, I managed to place third. I was 15 seconds of the second. The person that placed in second place, this is crazy. They transitioned from swim to bike in 56 seconds. I was over two minutes. I looked through the entire roster of 600 triathletes, and there were only 10 people out of 600. 10 people that transitioned from swim to bike in less than a minute. And would you believe it? The freakazoid that beat me uh, transitioned in an ungodly amount of time. So, hey, good for him. I wish I knew who he was. I would want to ask him, what did you do? Oh, man, to shave a minute and a half off my transition would be insane. But anyway, and, and finally, it, it seems, it seems, I'm not sure. I have to think about this, but it seems like I didn't make up for the four months of lost training with the extra volume. I was over three minutes slower than last year. Now, it's hard to tell 
It's sort of a point in time exercise. Who knows what might have been going on. So we'll, we'll see what happens in September. I'm racing again in a couple months. But um, it, it, it may be that you just can't make up for that much loss of training, even if you train with more volume. So be that as it may, I can now proudly say that I am a multiple international award-winning age group triathlete. <laughs> it sounds so weird to say that. But I'll take it. I was willing to take whatever time I got because, you know, it is what it is. So I am going to sleep so well tonight. Oh, I mean, in fact, as soon as I post this podcast, I'm heading straight to bed. So until next time, peace. Peace.